0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Between the Posts podcast. Today it is the first Euro 2020 podcast, so a lot of fun overall for the first time. In three years we get to talk about an international tournament, and for the first time since seven years since my country, the Netherlands, is in. And last time we reached the semifinal in Brazil, so watch out for us. No joke, we're not going to do anything with Frank de Boer as coach. But we'll not talk about the Netherlands today, but about Turkey against Italy tournament opener, played in Rome, and with me here to discuss this match, I'd say formerly of Between the Posts, maybe currently of Between the Posts, I don't know, but in the Between the Posts family, Jem Soylou, welcome, Cem.
1: Eric, how are you?
0: Good, thanks. How do you th- like my announcement of you? Like, in the BTP family, we can say, not currently active, but who knows in the future?
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, always always nice to be the part of the family. It's just a sure. uh, time commitment and so on and so forth, but obviously always happy to contribute.
0: Nice, man. And for the people that don't know, Jem is from Turkey, a former scouting intern at Galatasaray. My personal opinion knows football very well. If I don't know anything about a Turkish club, I go to Jem, and he knows it. So the perfect guy to talk about the Turkish national team for a bit. And indeed, we saw Turkey against Italy. Jem, first reaction. loss. What happened? And how do you feel about it?
1: Well, sorry you had to watch that. First of all, it was a very poor performance. Mm -hmm. A very one-sided game. It was a really good game by Italy, but I kind of expected the game to be the way it was in the sense that I expected Italy to dominate possession around uh, 65-70% and also Mm -hmm. sit back and... You know, uh, the strong side of the team right now looks like the defenders that we have, which mm-hmm. kind of also resulted in a lot of uh, foreign commentary that I'm following from good experts actually, kind of overrating the team because they're kind of looking at our individuals with Chala Soyunju, Merik mm-hmm. Demiral, Zeki Celik, who all had a great seasons. But um, the issue was like with the ball, we were much, much below expectations, like we had no ideas. There was no cohesion whatsoever in the possession play. We could barely touch the ball. So, yeah, uh, Italy was mm-hmm. very. Italy find it very easy to win the ball back in every single attempt of a desperate attempt of a transition. So yeah, I mean, it was uh, very very one-sided, and it definitely doesn't bode well for the next two games.
0: Let's talk about the outside expectations uh, later. But as you said yesterday, eh, with Italy. Why do you think it was so hard for Turkey to produce something on the counter attack? Because there are a couple of good counter attacking players on that uh, team, like Chalanoglu, like Yazici, maybe Burak Yomas, of course, who had a monster season at Lille. W- why was it so hard yesterday to do anything on the counter?
1: So, Şenol Güneş opted for a 4 2 3 1 with Yusuf Yazici behind uh, mm-hmm. Burak. And uh, in the transitions, we basically. Couldn't uh, we, we on the sides? We have like Hakan Chalanolu and Kenan Karaman. Kenan Karaman is like a very hard working, uh, mm-hmm. wide forward that kind of complements Pura in the box. Uh, he just brings a box presence and he works very hard defensively. So, both Hakan and uh, Kenan were like almost uh, complementary fullbacks following the Italy fullbacks. So, they were they came really deep. And in the transition, basically, we were trying to find. Burak or Yusuf with the first ball out, but uh, Italy had a very solid 3-2 backbone to their system, Mm -hmm. as you know, from their build-up, so they found it very easy to disrupt those balls, which were not that purposeful in the first place, so we didn't have anyone to bump through the flanks immediately, and in the first place, we kind of found it very hard to retain the ball. I mean with hindsight exactly, you would probably choose doing that to start, at least to give some sort of uh, danger to Italy.
0: Yeah. One player I really liked was Jokuslu in the um, defensive midfield. I, th- I thought he had a good game, but if we zoom in a bit on uh, Demirel and Suyuncu, I thought defensively they were not even that bad, but their distribution on the ball, they can do a lot better and it really played into Italy as well, I think. How do you view like Those two young center backs, obviously maybe a bit hyped, but how do you look at those two yesterday?
1: Well, I'm a big fan of Chalar's feet, but not so much about uh, Mm -hmm. Demiral overall. I mean, he's he's a good center back, but uh, his distribution isn't that great. So we saw portions of that yesterday. Mm -hmm. On the defensive side, I don't think it was entirely their fault because we were just around the box, very short of ideas. It really just came at everything. And. Even in the own goal, I can't really blame Merig for that. It was more of a left-back who slipped, but I can't really mm-hmm. blame the centre-backs. It was the distribution you're right, but defensively, mm-hmm. I don't think they were at that much of a fault.
0: I even think Turkey did well compared to how much possession they had. Last point on Turkey, then we move on to Italy. You mentioned it earlier, and I did it as well, that Turkey, for a lot of journalists, they said, oh, it might be a dark horse. Good stable defense, Burak Yumas, Charanoglu, who's had a good season at Milan. you think, if I read you right, that Turkey was a bit overrated by the international media? Is that correct?
1: I think so, yes. Basically, sometimes in these tournaments, all you need is... a. Uh very sturdy defense and a bit of luck and set pieces. So for that, I think that's why we were kind of seen as a dark horse because, ah, they have good defenders. They have Chalan for the set pieces and Burak was on fire with the clutch goals. So I think that was the idea. But, uh, I mean, we heavily lack identity in our possession game. Our formations has been changing for the last two years and none of them really looked that convincing, especially in possession. So, the defending has been good. That's why we beat... Like we got four points from France in the qualifiers, which you know speaks to the defense mm-hmm. as well. But um, there isn't a clear plan on what we want to do with the ball and the players' roles aren't perfectly defined. So in that sense, uh, I can see us having a hard time against Wales as well.
0: About Italy, of course, as you said earlier, I will recap it for a bit, but their approach in possession is very stable. They play... Of course, in possession with three central defenders, two guys just in front who were brilliant yesterday, Jorginho and Locatelli. And then a bit asymmetrical, but they have Immobile up front, Julio as a striker, and then four guys in behind. So they create kind of a three, two, four, one shape in possession. And mm-hmm. I'll say some things about it. It was brilliant yesterday, but also they didn't create that much. Until Turkey like collapsed, I didn't think they created that much for a couple of reasons. I didn't really like their right flank in the first half, for example, it was quite stale. What they did on the right, but I liked them in the first two thirds, but not so much in the final third. How do you view that?
1: I think overall that could be their problem. Like if mm-hmm. you look for a weakness in this team, it's probably the penetration and the lack mm-hmm. of uh, clear cut chances per game. They have a long unbeaten run rate. It's like 30-something now, like 35, 36 games. Mm-hmm. Are you, do, you, do you know that number? That's I think it's while.
0: 28, with yesterday in it, 28, which okay. is still a lot, yeah. of course.
1: Yeah, it is a lot. And uh, basically, just uh formation you described, I'm a huge fan of it personally. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the sort of a 3-2-5 or 3-2-4-1, three, three, as you call it. And uh, it creates a really good... Um, both the build-up and the defensive transitions, they, they were excellent, although they didn't need to do much yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, in terms of the offensive creativity, you're right. I found one problem they had, especially against a very deep turkey, was Spinazzola being right footed. Mm-hmm. So oh, very often he found himself very close to the byline, but he, you know, he hesitated to cross with his left. When he did, it was kind of off and he didn't mm-hmm. have space to cut inside. So that was one issue and the other thing is I kind of expected Tiesa to be a starter which is, mm-hmm. he's been really on really good form although Berardi's also is but I would expect Chiesa to feature more often in the next uh, games. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good dribbler and uh, he could he could give a lot of trouble on the right.
0: So the the last point and we kind of transition into the last point is that two things I think Turkey's approach yesterday of sit deep and absorb all the attacking actually played into Italy's hand. And I'm not sure. Of course, they looked amazing. They had 14 shots in the first half uh, compared to Turkey's zero. But I'm not sure how well this approach translates against a Germany, a Spain, an England, who actually want the ball, you know. I think they might be hard to press, but on the other hand, if you take Jorginho out and you let Locatelli do stuff. I think they have a harder time, you know, and the key question I think that arises from yesterday's game is, okay, very well against Turkey. How does this translate against the top teams in Italy? What do you think?
1: I think it could translate pretty well, actually, because, yeah, I completely agree with you. We talked about it before the pod with you that, um, I mean, Turkey wasn't the best test yesterday, so we should probably, like, the jury should still be out. But Mm -hmm. I think... The system looks very solid and they have a, they have a good understanding between the players now. They, they, they're all, they all look familiar with the system and the defensive transitions yesterday. Actually, one thing that we didn't talk about is their pressure.
0: Yeah, the pressing was was amazing from Italy, but yeah. it also had to do with Turkey's transition. You know, it's almost exactly. a bit of both, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. We made their job much easier, but um, in terms of like the expectation in this tournament, we didn't expect a lot of teams to press intensely, right? No. Because of the, how the season was and, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a tight tournament as well with the timing. So um, I was impressed. I mean, they, they did a really good job. They really didn't give much time on the ball to any of our players. They forced their keeper to many mistakes, which mm-hmm. is not great with his feet. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely impressed by that. And I think Italy could have a really good tournament. We'll just we, have to um, see them against a better side, which I think Switzerland's a very good side. So that should mm-hmm. be a good game.
0: We record this podcast ten minutes after Will Switzerland, which was more what we expected, you know, little pressing, one team having the ball, the other team sitting back, and not a lot of pressing from both sides. Yesterday, actually, it was more fun and more energetic than we might have expected after a season which has been cut short by COVID, as you as you told it, and it was so so intense for all the players and stuff. So I kind of liked it. I, I thought it was very fun. I really liked the energy levels at Italy-Turkey. So that bodes well for the tournament, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I wish we, we could have made it at the more uh, <laughs> two-sided game with more chances on the other end, but definitely it was a good game to watch and and it was a really good performance by Italy.
0: Sure. And on the other hand, you know, with this format of the group stages, you guys now play wheels. I think that's doable against Wills for you guys. And if you win that, then you can finish it against Switzerland, you know? So not everything is lost for Turkey. I think this is one of those groups where everyone expects Italy to collect nine points or seven points. You can be second or third and still go through. So not a lot is lost still.
1: Yeah, it's definitely possible. Uh, I mean, it's just, um, basically we will need a bit of luck, a bit of set pieces, I guess, because, uh, it's hard to break down either team. Both Wales and Switzerland have like very sturdy defenses, mm-hmm. and I think especially Switzerland is going to give us a very hard time because I really like them. I think they they had a great game mm-hmm. against Wales like before the pod, and uh, they were just kind of unlucky not to win it. But they kind of have a similar three man system to Italy in terms of the build up and the defensive transitions, and they, this one of the most uh, settled national teams, I would say that in, in the sense that they have the same coach for a while now, and I think they're, they're better than some of the parts, let me put it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Any tactical adjustments you would like to see made for Turkey? Any guys you want out or in? I thought Cengiz Under had a pretty good uh, cameo yesterday, for example, something like that. I
1: believe Senol uh, Güneş experimented before with the three-in-the-back systems, mm-hmm. and I think if we bring Ozan Kabak in, and have uh Jengizuner on one of the sides, we could mm-hmm. be uh, we could pose more danger for our opponents. I, I would say,
0: then you move to a 3 4 2 1
1: yeah, 3 4 2 1, 3 mm-hmm. 4 3 type of thing. Yeah, uh, I think uh, players are suited to it. I think we can definitely use Jalar Soyuncu and Ozan Kabak or even Khan I instead of Ozan Kabak. They're mm-hmm. both really good on the ball, so we can push them forward and uh, have. I think I have a more cohesive system.
0: Sure. Lastly, before we end it, I didn't really ask you this before the tournament or before this pod, but who do you think will win the Euros overall? Like, I know it's knockout and I know it's always high variance at a knockout tournament, but still, if you have to name one team, which team do you name?
1: It's a very hard question. I like know, and that I, I didn't think even prepare for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the spot, I would say England. I mean, they do have issues in the squad in terms of like the first, the starting 11 isn't quite clear. The formation isn't quite clear. But I think they're coming with a really strong squad. And uh, overall, I've been a fan of uh, what Southgate did with that team over the last few years. So I think they have a good chance. And I would say Portugal is a pretty close one as well. Like, that's what made me hesitate a little bit. I mean, France obviously is very strong as well. But, well, I kind of like (laughs) gave all the teams now. But uh, yeah, my good
0: yeah. I always think France has the best squad, but not necessarily plays the best, you know. But of course, considering yeah. your team, they have to be named, of course.
1: I like Portugal. Yeah, I mean, I was I, I was I was frustrated with France in the World Cup, to be honest, because you know, you could play, I guess, so much better with that squad and mm-hmm. they had a really like, you know, bad, like the games were really terrible to watch in the group stage and then even uh, Uruguay and Belgium, it's just like a set piece here. Some good defending there, but it's just not, not great for the eye. And I hope the luck will be on their other side this, in, in this tournament. Let's
0: see. Yeah, that World Cup win by France is really overrated. They played some really bad football for large parts there. Anyways, terrible, yeah. And you guys, Turkey, of course, get results against France as well. So that tells a lot as well. No joke. Thanks for being <laughs> on, Jim. Good luck with Turkey. You're welcome. Maybe we will see you again on the podcast. Maybe not. Maybe we'll see you in the future on Between the Post website. Maybe not. All up in the air, but thanks for today. And uh, who knows, uh, we'll speak to you later. Thanks so much. Of course, huge pleasure. All right. And thank you, listener, for listening. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe. There is a written match report on this match Turkey Italy on our website. Make sure to check out that. And we'll be back, I think, next week, but maybe earlier. Who knows? In any case, thanks for listening now and we will definitely be back. Bye-bye.